0: Welcome back, podcast fans. I'm your host, Annette Hines, and this is Parenting Impossible, the special needs survival podcast. Happy New Year. This is my favorite episode of the year by far, and it's a tradition that I talk to you at the beginning of the year about setting goals. So this is not something that I have always been good at. Um, It is definitely, you know, been an acquired skill, if you will. And it's not just goal setting, but even how to think about goals. So for many of you that have been listening to this podcast for some time, you know that I'm a planner at heart. I've never met a checklist that I haven't loved. And it gives me back my sense of control over my life, over, you know, Anything that I'm trying to accomplish or achieve. And so, goal setting, while it doesn't come naturally to any of us, it is comforting, like wrapping yourself in a warm blanket and just feeling like, okay, I think I can do this. So, I want to talk to you a little bit about some techniques for setting goals, not New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions are Not the way to get yourself started, you know, on the, on the right path to having a great year, having a great 2023 resolutions are those sometimes wild, far-fetched things that are just not specific, not detailed, where you'll say like, I'm going to get in shape. That's my resolution, but there's no path to get there. Or I'm going to lose a lot of weight. That's such a common one. Uh, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Okay. So how are we going to do that? How's that going to happen? And there's a reason why you're bombarded at this time of year with Weight Watchers ads and fitness studio ads and all kinds of things because they know that people are going to join. They're going to start these things. And many of you will not complete them many of you will not continue you'll you'll drop out you'll stop but maybe those duels those dues will keep coming off of your credit card every month they, they count on that they count on the fact that so many of you won't show up or won't won't be able to continue and stick with it so how can we make sure that whatever goals you set for yourself are not a far-fetched wild resolution but really something that's specific and attainable. You're going to use the SMART goals technique. So I talked about this a bit in the podcast at this time last year, but it is worth talking about again. If you've done any training in business, you might have heard about SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, SMART goals. And SMART goals are an acronym for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant or realistic and time-bound or timely. If your goal has all five of those elements, you have raised your ability to complete that goal and, and to you know to win by so much percentage. You know, it's 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 not a guarantee, but it is absolutely the way to set yourself up for success. So let's talk a little bit about what these acronyms, what these five letters mean. What does it mean to be specific? What will be accomplished? What actions will you take? What does it mean to have something be measurable? What kind of data will measure the goal? How much, how well? Achievable, is this even doable? Do you have the necessary tools, skills, resources to be able to accomplish it? And is it realistic, relevant, or I like to say within reach? How does this goal align with larger, broader goals? And why is this important? And then timely or time bound. So what's the time frame for accomplishing this goal? So many of you, when you set New Year's resolutions, will say things like, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to be in shape by the end of the year. But there's no real time specificity around how this is going to be accomplished. So SMART goals can be used at work, in your professional life, in personal goal setting, anything that you really want to accomplish. But the, the key is that These goals are intended to focus you, focus your time, your attention, and your resources on what is most important to you so that you can be successful in achieving this goal and the rest of the goals that you set for your life. It helps you prioritize. That's a hard thing. Most of us have way too much pulling on us and we cannot keep up with or keep pace with all of the demands on our attention and time. So what are the common types of goals that people like to set? Um, Increasing something like your productivity or increasing your um, strength, increasing your ability to um, meet your day-to-day challenges. Create something. Maybe you have in mind to create a support group or a new nonprofit. Improve something about yourself. This is a big one. Improve your health. Improve your time management skills. Maybe you want to improve your public speaking even. Also, sometimes goals are to reduce something. I want to lose weight. I want to reduce my stress. Things like that maybe to save something like I want to save more money um, or even to work on development goals for yourself. Like I want to build my network. I want to learn something new. I want to take a course. Somehow I want to challenge myself. Many of the, many of these goals are going to be about challenging yourself. So where do you start? That's really hard. Right. And I want to talk to you a little bit about how to find the goals that will really sing to you. There was a time in my life when somebody asked me this question, you know, what are what are your goals? Where do you want to be in, in three years or five years? And I was so knee deep in raising kids and dealing with each of their various challenges um, you know, I, I'm honestly just going to tell you that there was many years where I was depressed. I didn't realize it, but I was, I couldn't, I had such a hard time just getting out of bed and doing what I needed to do every day. And I know that many of you will resonate with that. And then when somebody asked me that question, like, where do you see yourself in three years, you, you know, or what do you want out of life? I just looked at them and I looked up and I I just said, I have no idea. I don't know. So caught in the day to day. So I needed some help to figure out what I wanted out of life. If you don't set goals, you don't accomplish anything. So for me, I tried so many different things. Oh my God, you have no idea. But visualization was the thing that stuck with me. And I learned to visualize myself accomplishing something that was meaningful to me. Sometimes you can't even set that goal. So what I started out doing, which was an easier way to step a little baby toe into visualization, was to just look at myself. At this time next year, what does my life look like? And then paid attention to some of the little things that were there. So I would visualize and, and say, okay, so I'm, I'm looking at my life. I'm in my house, same house. I'm looking at my kids another year older. So, okay, good. First thing, Elizabeth, when I would start this visualization process, she was still with us. And I would look at her and see her healthy. Well, healthy for her, but healthy, not in the hospital, you know, at home. And I would see Caroline smiling, hanging out with friends, enjoying her life, being a kid. That may not seem like a lot, but just recognizing that, okay, so I do have goals. I have goals around raising my children to be happy and healthy. I have goals around staying in this house. I started to look a little deeper at my professional goals and other personal goals. And again, it took time. It took years really to, and I won't even say perfect because I have not perfected this, but to, to practice because you can't get good at things if you don't practice. So I learned how to set goals and I started small, but the visualization techniques really helped me to get what I, what I wanted as much as was reasonable and realistic for me in my situation. So again, this is gonna be helpful in prioritizing your efforts and also predicting your progress. So let me tell you about some different techniques that people use for visualization just to be able to start with setting goals. Some people literally create pictures, whether it's physically creating pictures or creating a picture in their mind. And for me, that was one of the things that worked for me and still works for me is that I picture in my mind, a setting of what my life looks like and what it looks like being successful and winning and achieving something. Some people do what they would call mental rehearsal. So they go through the task of completing a certain goal, allowing you to basically mentally practice accomplishing a set outcome. And absolutely that's going to help you build confidence, right? All of these techniques are helpful to build confidence, to increase your motivation to work on these goals to reduce your stress and fear, give you back some control in your life. Those are all of the things that you will accomplish and then they will feed into your success further. All right. The third thing is affirmations. You may know a lot of people who are doing this. One of my favorite podcasters, Heather Monahan, and I implore you to listen to her podcast. It's fabulous. She talks about having these affirmations written on the bottom of her shoe. And when she needs to look at them, she just looks at her shoe. Um, Maybe you write something and put it up on your mirror, put it up all over your house, tape something to your computer. I am powerful. I am strong. I I can do this, whatever it is. It's important that you use positive language, obviously, when you create these affirmations that will help you maintain your motivation. And let's say an example of an affirmation would be, I am so happy to be working for myself so that I can work from from home and pursue some personal creativity Um, venues or outcomes that I'm looking for, like, you know, studying art or cooking. So some people will use the index cards technique, which would be to write each of the goals on a card and read through these cards every day, imagining themselves accomplishing each goal. Um, I know people that use a vision board. I have never had the patience to do that, but I am always amazed at how great a vision board can come out when you use art clippings, magazines, things out of the newspaper. If you still look at newspapers, whatever it might be, some people um, will try to relieve their stress by creating a happy place. For me, it's the beach. I love the ocean. So, you know, creating that happy place can help you feel calm, it can help you practice your imagination, um, and definitely help you be calmer while you pursue certain goals. Some people imagine themselves as someone else, someone that they respect, someone who is successful at what they are trying to accomplish. And um, some people write a check to themselves, which is a, a unique technique. I've never tried this one that can be effective when you're working towards a, a money goal. Um, some, you know, this is all in line with just setting that visual, that visual representation of this financial goal. I want to make a million dollars next year. So you write yourself a check for a million dollars. So, um Let's see. We talked about that. Meditation. Okay. So visualization is different than meditation, right? Meditation can be another technique. Um, And you can start by finding a quiet place, set a, set a timer. There's a lot of meditation apps out there that are, they run from really short to as long as you want them to be. And it helps you um by, Again, relaxing, calming down, giving you confidence, helping you focus, which is something that I have a lot of difficulty with. Another thing that has worked for me in the past, which has been really great, is journaling. It's a really good visualization technique. The the act of actually pen to paper Physically writing things down helps solidify them in your brain. You can journal with a pen and a notebook, which I think is the best way to do it. But also you can use, you know, an app. They have all kinds of journaling apps out there or just jump on a word document on your computer and start journaling. The most important thing is that you're consistent with it and write down anything that comes to mind, your goals, your frustrations, plans, anything that comes up. You can also use a journaling prompt. And that's where some of those journaling apps are so good because they will prompt you to write about something like, what tasks have I accomplished so far working towards my goals? Is there anything that's holding me back from pursuing my goals? How am I feeling as I'm going for this goal? What emotions are coming up for me? What does a dream day in my life look like? All of these journaling prompts can be so helpful in pulling together how you're really feeling about things and, and bringing to light any blocks that you have in achieving your success. Some people write, like to write a letter to themselves, their future self. And I always joke around and say, oh, That's future Annie's problem. I'm not going to worry about that today. Um, But this is a great visualization technique. Imagine yourself as the version you want to be in your future and then write a letter describing your life. This can help you with motivation again, get into a, a mindset of success and help you build that life that you're dreaming of. Most importantly, just create the habit. Get into the habit of using these visualization techniques, whichever one you'd like to try that works for you. Build on that habit. It's like a muscle. It'll strengthen over time with practice. Make sure that all of your senses are engaged. Remember, we talked about actually physically writing things down on paper. Keep track of how you're feeling. Connect with your emotions as you're going through this process. So much will come to light. And then, of course, be specific, which is going to lead me back right now to get back to how we set our SMART goals. So after our visualization technique, which will help us figure out the goals that are important to us, then we need to make them SMART goals. So we need to take it from a, you know, big sort of amorphous goal of, I want to get in better shape. I want to be in better health to some very specific goals and actions that you can carve out of that. So let's take that goal of better health and let's run that through. So when you're setting a SMART goal, it has to be specific. What do you want to accomplish? And in order to figure this out and make sure it's detailed enough, you want to start asking yourself those W questions. So I want to get in better health. Well, who needs to be involved in order to achieve this goal? I read a great book in my coaching program this year called Who Not How. It's not how you get things done, but who you have in your circle to help you get things done. That was by author Dan Sullivan, who is Mm. an amazing strategic coach. Love him. Love the things that he's written and his approach and style. Who, not how. So once I started thinking about who, I realized that I don't have the physician or the healthcare team in place that I really need to get in better health and better shape. So that right there, who I need, I need a specific healthcare team to help me. What, what exactly am I trying to accomplish? I want to bring my A1C level down because it's too high. I want to you know, bring my, um, my weight down. Uh, there are just a number of personal things, um, that I'm trying to uh, accomplish here when, so you're going to get more specific about this W in the time or time bound, um, part of the SMART goals, but it's still important to start thinking about a timeframe here in your specificity and in the specifics and the details. And so for me, I would like to accomplish certain things each quarter every three months. Where? So this is not going to always apply depending on the type of goals that you're setting. Um, You know, a where for my healthcare goal probably won't be significant, but it might be. And then why? Oh, you always have to know your why. And hopefully in your visualization techniques, You've gone through that process and figured out your why. The why led you to the goal as opposed to the other way around. For me, my why, I want to live longer. I want to not just live, but I want to live well. That's my why. I want to be there for my husband and my daughter. And I really love the work that I do. And I want to be in good health to continue doing it for a very long time. That's my why, what's your why? So the next is the M and that's measurable. You gotta be able to measure your success for your goal. So one of the things that I mentioned was my A1C level. That is something that can easily be measured. And my goal is to measure that every quarter to bring that number down from the danger zone to a perfectly acceptable, healthy number. So that's an easy measurement. Weight is an easy measurement, but just don't be too tricky with the weight. You've got to do things over time that make sense and that are realistic, which we'll talk about shortly. Bigger projects are going to require you to set milestones. Like getting my A1C down, it's not going to happen in a week or even three months. So my plan is to set milestones every three months for a year to get there. Sometimes measuring is difficult and you'll need to work together with your team of people, your circle of care to come up with a good way to measure progress and activity to work towards your goal. Okay, let's talk about the A, which is achievable. You need to set a goal that is actually something that you can accomplish. It has to be achievable or attainable. That's what people say, what people use for the A. It might require that you develop new skills or change your mindset in order to get there. Um, And... Remember that your goal is meant to inspire motivation, not discourage you. So think about how to accomplish this goal. How will it be attainable? If you have the tools or skills that you need, and if you don't, what would it take to attain those tools and skills that you need? So what do I need to bring down my A1C level? Is it attainable? I'm going to set a realistic goal. I'm going to, and and we'll talk about that next time. And it is attainable because I'm not a diabetic. So I do have control over the foods that I eat and the exercise that I do on a weekly basis. The tools that I need are, I do need a better medical team to support me And I think I need a trainer. So I'm thinking about the achievability or the attainability of this goal by starting to gather the resources that I need. So the next one is R, relevant or realistic. So you often need to think about this and how it relates to a broader goal in your life. You know, the first broad goal that I started talking to you about today was, hey, um, I just want to be in better shape. I just want to get in better health. So that's very vague, but starting to work on one piece of that with my A1C, that is a goal that, is, that can be a SMART goal. But it, it does relate to my larger why of wanting to really live a better life, a healthier life. So um, this is all about alignment. And one of the other goals that I have for myself this year, that's a really broad goal is to challenge myself. And this is definitely going to be challenging. Okay. Anyone can set goals, but if it lacks realistic timing, the chances are you are not going to succeed. So you've got to have goals that are timely or time bound. Provide a target date for deliverables. That's imperative. You have to ask yourself very specific questions about deadlines and what can be accomplished in a specific time period. Setting quarterly milestones for me is the way that I'm going to manage this and not feel overwhelmed or discouraged when I'm not making progress. You know, I belong to Weight Watchers and I have often on been a Weight Watchers member for years, actually a couple of decades. The reason I keep going back to them is because it works and it works because they set small weekly goals for you. What's the one thing you can do this week? What's the next thing you can do? And they make you write things down and keep track And although I cannot stand having to keep track of my food, it does make me, um, it does make my goal more attainable and it does make me accountable for what I'm putting in my mouth. You cannot outrun your fork. There's no amount of exercise that can make up for eating really badly. So, well, at least that's my opinion. Um, so it's important to put time constraints around your goals to create a sense of urgency, but also to make them realistic so that you stay motivated. You do not want to demotivate yourself by setting a goal that is just not realistic and time frame that's not workable. Like I want to lose 50 pounds in the next 90 days. That is not attainable for me. That would require starvation. It completely flies in the face of my goal to be healthy. Um, and so not a good thing. Sometimes when you write a smart goal, it can help to review those goals with someone else. Not always because you know how people are. They tend to want to tell you how to do things, right? But everybody should have one person, that one non-judgmental person who can review goals with them and make them feel, if they're, whether they're on the right track or not, make them feel good about just the goal-setting process. Maybe they'll have a tweak or two. And that would be okay. It has to be somebody that you're willing to hear from though. Um, I know there are certain people in my life that are very triggering as opposed to helpful. So think about how you want to set goals for next year, whether they're personal goals, you want to lose weight like me, you want to get healthy like me. Maybe you have some goals about changing jobs or starting your own business or buying your own home saving for retirement, maybe you want to learn how to bake bread. That's another goal that I have this year, actually. Just challenge yourself and make sure that you practice some visualization so that you can feel confident in the goals that you've set. And I look forward to talking with all of you this time next year to see what goals you've accomplished. I'm so excited that you're here, and I'm so grateful and thankful that you've decided to join the show and listen in. I would love it if you could rate and review this podcast so that it can get out to other people who really need the information. As we embark on 2023, I want to remind you. I know I've been talking about this the last couple of episodes that we have started a um, a new program. It is so exciting to me. It is a mix of online, on-demand learning and group coaching or individual coaching to enhance that online course. And there are courses in special needs estate planning, including special needs trusts, our signature program, which we call SNAP, Special Needs Advocacy and Planning, which encompasses three key elements of disability planning. That would be the estate planning piece, which is special needs trusts, public benefits such as social security, Medicaid, housing, vocational resources. And then the third one is legal decision-making and supporting legal decision-making guardianships and the alternatives to guardianship. All of this talks about setting your circle of care, the who, not how, right, and making sure that you have the information and the resources that you need to have a very successful life and to plan a very successful life. We also have another signature course that is coming out this month on special needs trust administration. So many people have engaged me to talk about how to administer a special needs trust Maybe you're a relative or a friend or even a lawyer who doesn't normally practice in this field, but who is a trusted family advisor and you've been nominated to be that trustee. Maybe you are planning right now and trying to figure out what kind of person should I be looking at or what organizations should I be looking at to be the trustee or my loved one. And knowing more about trust administration will help you figure out what this person or organization needs to accomplish. And therefore you'll understand the qualities that they need to have in order to do this. So in addition to those three signature classes, signature courses, we also have a bunch of smaller programs, 30 to 60 minutes long. They're very affordable. And they're there to provide that so important information and support that you need to have a very successful life. So I hope that you'll take advantage of this and you'll go to specialneedscompanies.com or you can go directly to um, Ivy Lee Martinez in my office who can talk to you about all of these things. It's called Special Needs Academy. It's on the Teachable platform, so you can look for Special Needs Academy at teachable.com or again, go to specialneedscompanies.com for more information. Well, thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll be talking to you next week. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I just wanted to take a second to say how much I appreciate you taking the time to listen to these podcasts. I'm having a blast doing them. And I hope that you're finding the content to be what you were really hoping. If you are, please take a second to leave a rating and a review. It's so helpful in getting this content out to people who really need to hear it. Thank you so much.